and we are back with a new episode. Before we get into the, today's episode, I want to do a couple plugs. Upcoming shows, if you're listening to this on time, August 7th, we're back at the DC Improv with an all-new lineup. That's right. We got Lafayette Wright closing out the show. We got Rufat Agayev featuring from New York. Uh, DC favorite Denise Taylor also featuring and your boys hosting. So get your tickets. You can go to the overachievershow.com. That's a new website, overachievershow.com. Also, if you're in Los Angeles, August 20th, let the streets know. Overachievers debut at the Comedy Store, Belly Room. It's going down. Tickets are available also at the Overachiever Show. Wait till you hear this lineup. Andrew Santino, Eric Griffin, Jordan Rock, Matt Reif. That's the lineup. And guess what? If you're a listener, you can get free tickets this week if you go to theoverachievershow.com. Yeah, man, free tickets. Your boys, uh, you know, we're, we're building from L.A. from scratch, so I want all the supporters to come out. You know, tell your friends and cousins and whatever, whoever lives in the L.A. area. Come say what's up to us at the Comedy Store August 20th. Today, we have a special guest. Uh, I say that about all my guests, but he's very cool. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. We go back. He's actually, uh, he was on the pod not too long ago, but he's such a good guest. We wanted to have him back, man, because he's so high energy. He's always bring, He always brings his A game to the table. You know what I mean? Give it up for Sean Joyce. Hey, what's up? So right now, uh, things are going great for me. You're not in a good mood. <laughs> uh, that's like the overall what's going on right uh-huh. now. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I don't know, dude. I'm just happy, man. I'm just happy. This uh-huh. is like. I thought I gave you pretty good advice. I, what was the advice? You just basically was like, the yeah. advice is he was like, every, he's focus like, focus on the work. Oh yeah. yeah. You're like, but yeah. I mean, what you it's said, normal was, it was to, almost therapy. It's like, normal to feel anxious. It was very textbook therapy. Like uh, you were like, um, what you're feeling is normal. That's right. And it's important to recognize. Yeah, exactly. It's very like textbook therapy session because it is true. It's normal to That's feel That's what like, makes anxiety go away when you realize that what you're going through is normal. Yeah. I just spent so many years wanting the things I got that it's like, fuck, now what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's also, it's like, you're also, you're putting yourself out there more and more. And the more you put yourself out there, the more, if you fail, yeah, you look bad. It's more public. And so it's only the possibility for public failure just is increasing. Yeah. I run a tight ship though, man. I keep my circle small. I, uh, the margin of error, you know, it's like, uh, I keep it very uh, mathematically intact, you know, not a lot. Of, sure. I keep the probabilities of fucking up as small as possible. Same. I don't really take a lot of chances on new f- people. I don't either. You know, I keep it. So I'm very fortunate there. Uh, but there's always variables you can't control, which is which is fucking comedy. But um, yeah, dude, I mean, I'm sorry you're in a bad mood, man. <laughs> That's so all sorry. right. Yeah, dude. I just, you know, I wish I could cheer you up, man. I'm just getting cheered up. Yeah. Yeah. You like, we like, we hang out a lot. I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm always optimistic. One thing I've, 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 I've seen what I've noticed about, because I've gone through so many different phases when I start, when now that I'm starting to get stuff, I'm starting to like live off like more comfortably with comedy money. Yeah. I've been finding myself um, giving back, like trying to help others. I don't know if that's a theme that you've ever like you've, you've, have you found that about yourself trying to like help other people or done anything to like. Yeah. I mean, 
Or is that something that even crossed your mind or not even like, or you might just do it without even thinking about uh, it? Well, I think about, I think about a lot of things in terms of efficiency. Sure. And um, a lot of times it's just easier for me to coordinate things and um, help people with certain things because of, just because of the position that I'm in. Yeah. Um, so I will end up, helping people a lot just because I think that that is what makes sense to do. Like, it's just easier for me to do it. It's just easier for me to give people advice yeah. or for me to people to link one person up with another person. Or I, I I'm in a position where I can sit back and really think about where everyone is uh, performance wise and put them in the place where they need to be and give them the opportunities I think will help them come along. So it's kind of like I'm not really doing it for the sake of helping people as much as I just think it's what makes sense to do. It's a, uh, it's yeah, it's like a, a business. It's like almost like smart, good business. Almost. Like, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because uh, we are a part of like a, a community where it all kind of like, we all are inter intertwined with each other. Like there is a, you know, well you realize like um, when you're doing stand up that, in order to progress, people have to help you out. You right. can't progress by yourself very easily. It's very rare for you to be able to just all on your own become a big thing. It, right. It's possible. You know, it's, there are people out there who have done it. But for the most part, even those people had people. Yeah. And they I might mean, not everybody, wanna, they might want to they might not want to credit those people. Yeah. They might want to be like, oh, I did it. So I'm self-made. Like, sure, you can say you're self-made, but somebody like handed you the microphone someone gave you an event like a venue took a chance right. on you you know let you practice let you right. you know so yeah you can you know go that that's why like i always try to give credit to the people who helped me because it's like dude it's a big it's a it's a i think giving credit and get paying homage like it's a, it's an important part of the process i just recently transitioned into like now that i'm being given opportunities I can help others come along so you know I've slowly tried to like champion some younger comics in the DC scene like tomorrow for the show uh, I got Matt Deacons opening up the show cool so like just like slowly like creating spots where people can do five seven minutes to open it up yeah you know and just like for those who haven't been in front of like a, a packed show at the DC Improv or a hot show kind of like give them that like first experience I think those are because I remember when I was coming up you know, doing a show like that really gave you like some a sense of like, oh sure yeah it's like, a big uh, deal it's like oh yeah this is uh this is what I want to keep doing yeah and I mean we're always doing that with the new comics and I mean I have a lot more opportunity to do that yeah than than you do um, because you you have a monthly show sure. and I'm doing fifty five right shows. in a month so it's a lot more I have a lot more spots to give out I also the spots on most of my shows are shorter than yours. So it's even more spots every show. Right. Um, so I have a way, you know, way more spots to give out and a lot more. Also, you know, I have need for people to help me out. Um, yeah. So they can help me out and then I can give them spots and I can give them advice and, and, um, try to try to help them progress through their, their early years in stand up. 
Yeah, the early years are the worst. <laughs> they are. They're really hard. They're really brutal. You know, you don't really fully realize it when you're in them. So it's not as bad because you're so naive. I felt I, I felt like I felt every feeling. Oh, you like think I, so? I went. You were. Dude, you I was knew, hyper aware. You knew how bad you sucked. I I was hyper aware of how much how I not even that much like objectively I wasn't good, but like, <laughs> but you can also argue that like you're just not matching your offstage voice. So you're trying to you're trying to get to a place where you're you're on stage you're as funny as you are off stage. So you're trying yeah. to find it's frustrating because you're you're like what the fuck man like why why is it not yeah. syncing up the way it's supposed to sync yeah. up? But you just have to go take all the lumps, and uh, that's why if I I always try to at least now if there's someone I see that's like new and funny I'm like oh dude like, I'll try to take time and like oh dude like just keep doing what you're doing yeah things yeah. are great. Uh, it's gonna things are just just keep keep at it. Yeah, and sometimes like that's all they need is some like like positive reinforcement, sure. like because they're just not sure what the fuck they're like. Oh, am I in the right place? Because I'm in front of five people uh, on a weird night. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely nice to get encouragement and to get some advice from more experienced people for sure. Yeah, I mean, especially someone in your position where like you are, you know, a lot of young comics are trying to break into Big Hunt more yeah. than, more than ever. You know? Yeah, that's great. I mean, I, I think, you know, it's we're in a time where we're probably going to be incorporating some new people because uh, just as the cycles go, you know, you're leaving. Yeah. Benji's been traveling a lot um, and it just kind of that's just kind of the way that it goes. Yeah. Kason just left. Yeah. You know, it hasn't been that long since Brittany and Paris left. So yeah. so there's some room for new people. And, you know, Deacons is one of those people who's who's. um filling in those spots um so we'll we have a, we have a whole new group of of people who help out with the door and uh on the weekends that have been uh slowly coming along and yeah so for those people listening who are trying to like figure out like the process of how big hunt works a lot of times like comics uh pass out flyers they work at the door yeah. and that's like a, a way to that's like the entry level of how to break like kind of get into the to that room yeah we we have uh Newer comics, if you know, if you don't do much Friday night, Saturday night, or one yeah. of those nights, if you want to give up one of those nights to uh, be at Big Hunt helping out. Um, if you're really into comedy, you know, I think it's a very worthwhile thing to do. You know, you can hang around and you can see the best comics in D.C. performing or you can see yeah. the national headliner that's at Big Hunt. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'll be there most yeah. of the time, so... I'll usually take time to talk to them during those nights when they're helping out. And, um, and then, you know, that's how you start at the bottom. You, and then, right. then like, you, to be you honest, get on like, late. that's not the worst bottom place to be. Cause, uh, well, it's the bottom of the top of bottom DC. of, yeah. Cause you kind of like want to be in that room. Uh, like you said, being able to watch national headliners, be around the best comics. You soak. I think you learn a lot quicker. Yeah. And one, once like, you know, you and, and Benji are gone, the next group of people who are going to be the top. Yeah. Those are people who started off passing on flyers. Yeah. And working the door. The, like the next group that's coming up, they, they started off doing that. So yeah. now we're getting to be, this is the first time where the, the whole cycle. Yeah. The cycle is completing. And like Brittany is somebody that helped out yeah, um, with that stuff. And now, now she's in New York and got passed at the comedy cellar. So, so you're starting to see how does that feel as a as a producer slash you know 
like comedy, you know, influence. It's crazy. It's crazy that to um, have an impact like that. Yeah, definitely. It's it's awesome to see. I I hope that that's just like the first of many, and we're gonna yeah. get tons of people in there. Um, but it's it's tough, you know. There's lots of factors, and um, Brittany's killing it right now. So we'd just be happy about Brittany and yeah, Paris, yeah, yeah, Brittany yeah. and Paris being yeah, in there, yeah. and and hopefully we can get other people up there eventually. And and now you're gonna be out in L.A. Um, yeah. and people now are starting to they're starting to have some people they can talk to when they go out to those places and um get introduced to people get on some shows and uh so hopefully we'll we'll start to kind of get the pipeline a little a little more shored up um for in those cities that we we didn't really have that from dc before yeah i think uh that's kind of the the, almost feels like the new goal for the scene yeah i think it is the new goal because yeah the old goal was you know we had to complete we were missing a part of 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 comedy we were missing the middle part we had headliners we had huge theater comics and we had a local scene we didn't really have the like up-and-coming headliners we only had the headliners that could do six shows in a weekend right um, or, or, almost, or almost like a, a new yorker la presence yeah yeah it, it was fe- it felt like three years ago when we when we launched like the underground comedy fest it was almost like hey look at us look at us we're yeah. over here we're cool we're, we're <laughs> but now it almost feels like we don't even have to do try it like we're we're very comfortable in who we are like we everything is like yeah dude big hunt dc like everything over, right overachiever sh- like yeah that's like yeah that's, things- that's the room you have to do yeah, things are have settled settled in, and you know, Big Hunt is you know pretty far along in its development. So, um, I things are good right now for yeah. DC for sure. Yeah, I mean, trying to you know, getting back to the comedy cellar, comics breaking in there, and then uh, and hopefully in the near future, comedy store comics. You know, get some LA guys in there. Yeah, or definitely. DC. You know, that's like the, that's like the new goal. At least that's for me, man. Just trying to. No, no, for sure. For sure. That's, that's definitely what we're trying to do. We try to get, get people in there. And then the next step after that is that people start making shows. People start getting on TV. There's another step. It's not, that's not the end of the steps. The comedy seller and the comedy store are not the end. You know, there's another step after that. Creating TV shows. And that's having real careers. Yeah. Having sustainable, full, you know. Yeah, entertainment careers, right? Um, and kind of like Adam Sandler, you know, getting all his friends to be uh, happy, like Happy Madison Productions, and right, try to like right. have all the same cast members and stuff like that. Because we had a, we had, there are comics that are from DC or have DC connections that are very famous, sure, and have huge careers, but they're they're not really connected to the current scene very much. Yeah. Um, and then but they weren't like big hunt comics. Right? Yeah. And then there are there are some who are, are somewhat connected and have, you know, pretty big careers, but they can only they're they're kind of just like they're so far along and we only know them a little bit to you can only get so much help from them. They, they don't really have. Yeah. The, the ability to be pulling along these comics. They don't really know. Right. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to, you know, take the time and try to really put put people in situations where they can succeed. It's kind of like it's kind of unreasonable to ask of, right. of these guys that the these comics that are so so many degrees removed from them. Now I'm sure if you're in a room with one of these guys and you say you're from DC, 
and you're like in a in a situation where you're being you're up for a job i mean it, i'm sure it wouldn't hurt oh no definitely yeah definitely that's true it's I not will, nothing yeah it's I, not I, nothing i will say when i was in la i was at a i was at this uh a bar called the dime on fairfax and uh my friend dj alizé he was like a he was a dj here in dc on um 93.9 for many years he's like a big dj from dc anyway so he's he's got this party in la and uh it's i guess you can call it like a dc type of party it was like a lot of dc people but then at that party like a lot of like a uh, comedian lil rel was there and uh dave helen from chicago i don't know if you met dave yet but it's like a lot of like um there's like a strong presence of dc artists in la and i'm sure in dc and new york too but i don't know how close they are in new york as a group but one thing i will say that one of the goals is when I get to when I'm when I'm like set up in L.A. is to kind of form the comedy, get a, like a little D.C. comedy circle going, you know, because there's a there's a lot of comics out there from D.C. now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, there are. So that's one of the that, I guess I never thought about the the next level, which is movies and, and TV shows. Do you ever see yourself being like, you know, being a part of that? I don't know. I mean, uh, if I got the opportunity to be a part of it and it went well and I liked it. Yeah. Uh, you know, then I would try to do more of it. Um, but you're just still angry about hotels. You're like, God <laughs> damn it. I have to book a hotel for these actors now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, or your client. Well, there's a lot of real, I mean that the amount of work that goes into, to making TV and movies yeah. is like incredible compared to the amount of work it takes to, to put on a live show. But there are a lot of teams no, no, I know. Yeah, I know there's a million people doing it. I know that which I would makes be it doing an it. even like more, you know, a difficult task because now you're dealing with so many different. Yeah, people. I, that's kind of part of the reason I like live shows is that I can do most of it myself. Yeah, same and uh, if if I get frustrated with one person, I can just stop talking to them and work with somebody else, and it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, that that stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'll ever get into that. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm trying to figure out what's going to be next, but at this, at the, you know, I got to deal with my anxiety right now. Yeah, well, I don't think you, I mean, it's not a pressing concern for you. You you just, you're doing your next step and you're at the very beginning of the next step. Yeah. So you have that whole step to work on before, you probably have one more step before. The step. Yeah, I got to get my apart. I got to sign a lease on an apartment. And set up my my new one like a, I'm getting a one bedroom. But you probably gotta like, you'll probably want to set up, like you're trying to go out there and get your live show started. But then yeah. you're probably gonna want to set up your podcast and yeah. what kind of media stuff you're gonna do. So that's probably gonna be your next step, oh, right? Yeah, you're so right. Fuck, I forgot about that. God so damn. that's that's like you once you get the live show functioning. Yeah. It, then all your energy is going to go into well, the the day work is going to be podcast shit. I'm sure the content. Yeah. Like during the day, I'm more comfortable doing podcasts more than ever. It's just become so like if it was between podcasts and doing other work, I'd choose podcast over everything. Like I could do. Well, this. yeah, because you, uh, also it requires no other people. Dude, it's it's so great. And like I've gotten more comfortable talking to listeners and you know, trying to get them, yeah. in, trying to get them involved in like what I'm doing and just like, you know, letting them know like, Hey, this is what's happening. Cause in the short amount of time that I've been doing this podcast, I think it's been a little bit over a year. I've like, dude, I've like skyrocketed. Like as far as what I've been doing, like TV stuff, moving to LA, 
getting the show at the con like this is like you're they're literally on this ride like with me like anything could ha- I, I, literally anything could happen now like once you're in la like anything can happen sure eddie murphy can drop in yeah and start working out his new uh his new material, yeah yeah dude. it might there's some rumors that he's going to be up at the store, you know, so he's going to have to if he does it. Did he did he agree to do it yet? I think I think I think it was like a yeah, I think it was like a marketing th- a ploy to get people to see what how people responded and like get, you know, get the num- I don't know. It's like a good way to market something. I mean, he's going to have to work it out somewhere. Yeah, he could work it out. How good in- does it have to be realistically? I think he wants to be good. Yeah, I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure he wants it to be good, but how good does it have to be? How good does that have to be for, it, for it not to be considered a failure? I think. Well, I think you could like look at Chris Rock special. I liked Chris Rock special, but I don't think it was as good as his old specials. Right. But I still enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's kind of like. He he's like I think you could use that as an example to be like well, if he puts a special out that's like that, that'll probably, I think it it'll be people will think it's okay and people will be you Dude, know you're talking about Chris Rock the tambourine one yeah the recent one on Netflix yeah the one that he like worked, the thing is Chris Rock never stopped doing stand up so that's like him, still, active still dropping in at the cellar still working out. Eddie Murphy took that's like an athlete like not touching True. a basketball and then like all of a sudden he has to like learn how to play in the NBA. It's like, dude, he hasn't been in a real game for like So who else did that? I guess Ellen did that. Did she do that? She took that much time off? I don't think Ellen did stand up for this but whole she, time but, when but she but was she's on been TV. doing their to- her talk show. I think her being on a talk show really does help as far as like <laughs> okay. work, working on like cuz you're like still What like, about Adam Sandler? I think Adam Sandler's surrounded by writers all the time. Like he has like a, like if like, let's say Adam's like, yeah, I'm going to do it a special dude. He's got, the, he's probably have a massive team of people feeding him some like, cause his, cause he's actively doing projects that require comedy writers. Yeah. I don't think Eddie's got like a staff, like on hand. I'm sure he can get a staff. Like that's easy, but to be able to work like for the staff to he be able hire to, any comedian to write, to, to write for Eddie's current voice. You know, because he can't. What? Get a, no one who even knows what his current that's voice what is. That's what I'm saying. That's the that's the biggest challenge. Because if you look back at what he put out last, that's why he, I oh, think he, re- he like if you revisit his old material, you're like, yeah, dude, you can't do any. That's of that. why I think that Chris Rock is an interesting comparison because they're both. To me, what it's about is it's been a long time since they put a special. What out. if Chris Rock w- writes for Eddie Murphy on his new special? I mean. We write. I, he, I would. It, would you be surprised if yeah. they talk to each other? Well, about I'm, sure, it? I'm. I'm just saying. Like it would be like, hey, Chris, you owe me. <laughs> but I think part of it is just getting older. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're just older, and it's different. I mean, everyone you, says that Eddie Murphy is like still funny as shit. Yeah, like one of the most amazing um, comedic yeah. performers that has ever lived. So. That's interesting. So maybe maybe it will be amazing. I'm bidding I'm bidding against that. Only because I would like to be Did you watch Adam Sandler's special? I watched a part a por- the guitar stuff isn't for me. Oh, you don't like that. The, yeah, the songs? 
I thought I I really enjoyed it. But I, I thought it was I real think, fun. I think it was uh, well received. I think critically, like it was like oh. Because I also think everybody had really low expectations for it. Yeah. I think I think so many people are not into his movies that, um, which I'm not either, and uh, so I had really low expectations for it too. But it was uh, pleasantly fun. Uh, yeah. Very pleasant surprise. Yeah. No. I think he needed to get that out of his system because he was probably like just hearing all the bullshit about his movies. But I don't think he I think they just offered him millions of dollars and he's like, well, I guess I'll do it. Yeah. That's also a good reason to do things. But that's you what, could I mean, tell dude, Eddie Murphy. But he had an attitude. Set. He had an attitude in in the special. Yeah. Of fucking around. Yeah. You really felt like he was fucking around. He it felt the way it feels when a great comic is dropping in in a little room yeah. and fucking around and working on they're working on stuff but they're not yeah they're not bringing it which is probably what you want to see from a guy like that yeah it's more fun you don't want to see a ken jong type of you don't over like trying yeah, to yeah. overperform right. these bits that are like not that good premises. right right it's more fun to him like you know, it's tongue in cheek. It's like he's half laughing at himself. Did you watch Ray Romano's special? Yes. What'd you think about his? I thought it was okay. Yeah. Uh, I liked watching it. I was amused by it. I like Ray. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very Ray Romano, which is uh, after I, all these years, he could still pull it off. I thought it was, yeah, it was definitely watchable. I've seen a lot worse specials than these. I mean, these guys are superstars. Right. Uh, so it's not surprising that they can be funny. What was the last special you saw? You're like, whoa. This was fucking good. Probably Rory special. Really? The last one? Yeah. I couldn't get through. It was a pretty. I thought he was doing a lot of crowd work in that one. You talking about the one that had in the that he filmed in Atlanta? Oh, Charles or Charles was it Charleston or Atlanta? that's the one before that. Charleston is there's a piano in it. Was it the Netflix one? Yeah. Is there a Netflix one? Yeah, it was that's on the one. That, yeah. There was like a lot of. Uh, I just feel like it was really. Lo- he does a lot of loose. I mean, that's his that's thing. The th- yeah, that's, that's his the thing. whole point of it. Yeah, it's just being super loose. I love that special. Yeah, yeah that that's like I, that's probably one of my favorite specials. I love that special. Um, so, what, who, what what about you? I'm trying to think of some like really like specials that kind of blew me away. I thought Chase special was good. Chase special was good. It was it was a strong special. You know what 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 special caught me off guard that I just really got into? Uh, Ron White. <laughs> oh yeah, he's yeah, funny. I like Ron White, man. He's just like a he's like a white Tony Woods type of guy. I yeah, he is. That's a, that's funny. That's a good uh comparison. I have not seen that and I I haven't seen anything from Ron White in a really long time, but I I like him. Yeah, though. he's a, he's a fun dude to watch. Uh I'm trying to think what. Did you see Wanda Sykes special? No, but I strong, I, I want to see it. Yeah. I like I I loved her special when she was wearing that tan pantsuit she's so good i i think uh because i was young when she was really famous uh-huh. in stand-up that i didn't ever got into i never got to watch her stand-up but going back and just watching what she did yeah i was really into that what i don't remember when that was that was probably you know 10 or 15 years ago that special that i'm thinking on of. hbo yeah yeah it's on hbo i don't, I don't know what it's from yeah but uh, i've definitely seen the it. new netflix one is pretty strong though definitely if you have time did you watch the ellen one yeah i, I thought ellen was good that was really good she's entertaining yeah She's yeah, really she's entertaining. entertaining. That's yeah. what I, I really do think there's a thing about her being on, you know, TV every day. That's like you have to be on. I mean, I think that I think that all of these people are special performers naturally. And they are have really have abilities that a lot of other people don't have, even when they're doing stand up every night. Right. 
Um, no, I agree. They're just, you know, kind of like Tony, you know, Tony just walks in. Yeah, but see, my, my so the, my only argument against that is like, even if you're a superstar, if you're not like, compared to like an NBA superstar, if you're not in the gym every, if you're not working out, now it doesn't have to be doing stand-up every night, but if you're doing like film projects, but if you're not actively doing creative stuff, I think you could. It's so easy to just lose. Who's the comic that's doing stand up every night? That's putting out a better special than those specials. Uh, who's the comic? Chappelle. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like uh, Burr. These uh, are other. These are other greats. I'm talking right, right, about right, right, right. non. I'm non- not talking about like the highest level. I'm not talking about the top five people yeah, 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 ever. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, you no, you're right. You those are the those are the special talents, but I'm just saying like it's it's easier. I think it's easier to see them fail than it is to do good. That's what my argument. Well, people, yeah, people That's what are, makes it cool when it is good. You're yeah, like, "Oh, it's, wow." I thought they were all all those specials were were very pleasantly surprising. Yeah. Um that's what I thought too. I didn't think I didn't think any of those specials were bad. Um Bill Burr's last special was weirdly Oh, I did not good. like Bill Burr's last special. Yeah, yeah, I was like caught up. I actually I, think that if I if I if it's appropriate for me to say it, I think that that special was bad. Yeah, it was. A, I think he chose the wrong city for that one. I think he just chose the wrong night. I think it just needed to. He just needed to reshoot it. Yeah. Um. And I only say that I, the the main reason why I say that is because the people that I've talked to who saw him on that tour said that he was great in DC. The, that the shows were great and. It was bizarre to see it not going well, and yeah. it really didn't go well. And it's like. <laughs> I guess, you know, I'm sure there's lots of considerations, uh, but my initial reaction is just like, what well, you got to just refilm that, just reshoot it because, yeah. and, and I'm sure it would have cost a lot of money to do that, but I don't know, man, it sucks to put that out there. Cause you're only going to put out so many specials in your life. Yeah, dude. You're going to go back and get this, see that as your, yeah, that's my, bit, but know. it's interesting. You know, it, it's interesting that it exists because it's like, you know, it's like watching Pry- Richard Pryor on a rough night. Or yeah, out. like everything isn't like it. It's in some ways it, it. It's like why stand up is like interesting because you really don't know what's going to happen. Even material that you do the same material every night. Yeah. On a given night, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how it's going to go, and there are so many variables that it's interesting to have it documented so that you you know you can like look at these different specials and you see what went right what went wrong and you know there's just a lot of variability in it yeah dude i mean it's hard to know any there's so many variables like politics you don't know location's very important knowing where you are before you get into it also like you could like eat something that makes you feel weird and then that impacts your performance yeah. You know, and you got to perform or you get sick. You you could get sick and like there's already all these cameras set up and everything like that's the night you got to do it. Yeah. And you it's going to take away from your performance, but you got no choice. That's why I think DC is probably one of the better places to film a special. Just the audiences are always so much better than most. Yeah. Cities. Tons of people film in DC. Tons and tons of specials are in DC. Yeah. Has there any been specials at Big Hunt yet? Burr spilled. Burr. Burr. Filmed a special at, in DC. 
Yeah, I think almost every big comic has. Yeah, Gaffigan, Louis. Yeah, every like um, Chappelle, like Eddie Murphy is like a. Did Eddie Murphy film in, in DC? Constitution Hall, delirious. Um, I got married right next to that. Oh. Uh, I was there. That was a fun wedding. What were we talking about? We're talking about specials. How they sometimes they go, they go off the rails. Yeah. And oh, Big Hunt. Oh, Big Hunt. Has, uh, has Big Hunt ever had anyone? Pat Pat Oswalt. Yes, Pat Oswalt did film a little mini special, but I don't know what's I, going on with it. Well, I think he I think the idea is to use it with his his big his like real special. Yeah. Um so that hasn't happened. Like they they haven't filmed that special yet, so I guess, you know, I I don't know. They they're, they're going to decide how they use it, but yeah, that was a little just a little project that that Patton um filmed for his for his anniversary I think he was like Maybe 20 years Or 25 years Or 30 years Since he started doing stand up Yeah in DC in, in, Yeah in DC And he wanted to To have a special night Where he told some old stories And his old buddies came And performed um, And a bunch of comics came out And you know Hung out and everything So That was cool We had the Kevin Hart episode Yeah that was uh, You've had a lot at Big Hunt In the past three years Kevin Hart's uh, Comedy Central taping where he was there. Mm-hmm. Patton Oswalt with his mini Netflix thing. Yeah, and then uh, Che was at Big Hunt. He had like a residency for like three days, three, four days, right? Yeah, mon- he did six shows in three days, Monday Monday through Wednesday, and then that Friday he went back. Those Brooklyn. were really good shows, weren't they? Yes, they were great shows. <laughs> they were great shows. They got better and better throughout the week. Yeah. Each, each, uh, each show was better as the as the material like all came together. It was kind of cool to watch the opening nights where he had like Nemish yes. yell, yell out premises or ideas. it was, it was more interesting to watch the opening nights cause it, the, he, he wasn't sure of all the jokes yet at that point. And so, yeah, he was really working on stuff. So it was really loose. And, um, if you are really into comedy, then it's really fun to watch cause you, you're really seeing how, a great comic works his material out and how he puts it together. And then you can watch the special and then you can see what it started from and what it turned into. And, and if you were there that week, you can, you can watch the progression throughout the week uh, as he, as he Dude, tightened I think, it up. I think that's like the direction comedy's going in right now where people have become such fans where they're like studying the process. They want to see like bits evolve. And yeah, that's what I was just talking to somebody else about that. I was like, it's like people, that go to training camp for yeah. football. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like you're watching practice. You, right. There are people yeah. that are filling yeah. up the stands to yeah. watch practice. They want to watch practice, and sometimes they pay to see it. Yeah, absolutely, they pay to see it, and so uh, that's that's what it's like. That's what it's becoming because dude. people are that into sports, and then people are that into comedy that they they want to see yeah. the whole process. I started to see that trend recently when I announced like uh, I'm doing like an hour of new material. And like it, like I like packed it out within like a few days because I think people were just excited to see what's the new stuff. Yeah. And then there was so much value in having that because then you get to like kind of like what Che was doing, just working it out, working out the literally from a notebook, reading, and just like, oh, here's here's another thing. And then like it helps when people are there to support it because then you kind of like you use that momentum to add tags and like, oh, okay, here we go, here we go. Oh, that got nothing. Let's scrap that and yeah. like, 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 and then let's keep like building it like that. It's so much easier when you have a following, dude. I wish I, you know, every comic should go get a following. You know, Hannibal's doing a, a special show tomorrow. 
Oh, is he? At at Arlington. Oh. But they it's like to go to it, you go to his website and yeah. you fill out a form and then he tells you tomorrow whether you can go. Cause it's like free tickets. Yeah. So it's a whole room of free tickets. Interesting. And it's just so that he can fill the room up, work on his material. It's interesting that he shows Arlington. Yeah, I think uh I think it was just a big enough space. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what uh, I mean Arlington versus improv. I don't know why he I mean maybe he's I don't know if he has a history well, with Arlington. Well, they're booked with the overachievers at the DC improv. Team. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, that might be your answer cuz it might that might have been the night he could do it. Yeah. I, also, he might have a history with Arlington. I don't it's he might, been a, it's, who knows? He might drop in on the overachievers. You never know. Yeah. He might drop in a big hunt. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see which one of us texts him first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys number? Uh, no. Nah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I guess you're out of luck then. Yeah. No, I'm not. T- I mean, the the improv is the type of place where people just pop in all mm-hmm. the time. And uh, yeah, dude. Honestly, it might even be stressful to have him be like. It'll be you know. Sometime- well, it's also especially stressful because Hannibal is very difficult to communicate with, and he will just stop talking yeah out of nowhere yeah and then he'll also just appear out of nowhere yeah and so you don't really yeah have any idea what's gonna happen yeah which is like a nightmare for show sometimes he he came to wonderland once he asked me he texted me out of nowhere I, someone I, somebody gave him my number he texted me out of nowhere asked me if i have a show i'm like yeah it's at wonderland ballroom at eight o'clock let me know what you want to do you know i'm make the arrangements and uh i he might have asked me one more question i answered it and then he didn't say whether he was coming or not and i was like okay well maybe he'll drop in maybe he won't and then someone comes up to me and they're like is hannibal burst coming to the show (laughs) and i would never tell anybody that ahead of time because it creates chaos right and i'm like how do you know about that and they were like he just he just tweeted that he was coming and I was like so I look it up and I see the tweet he's gonna be at Wonderland that night and I'm like okay fuck he's coming all right great um so then the room is packed (laughs) out of control yeah 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 it's just were you there that night no I don't think I was but I heard about it so there's just pandemonium the entire room is filled standing room every square inch is filled with with bodies and you know, people are just like they're standing on the steps outside of the room and people are showing up and then they're just turning around and leaving because they can't get into the room. And, uh, you know, we have to start the show. I, I haven't heard back from him. And uh, so I text him and I was like, I forget what I I was like, oh, hey, man, that uh, room's really packed out, man. That tweet really worked. And then um, somebody's like, hey, he deleted that tweet. And so I look back at Twitter, tweets deleted, tweets gone. I'm like, okay. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means he changed his mind. He doesn't want to come. I don't know. Right. I don't know Damn. what that is. Okay. So he doesn't <laughs> respond. Okay. So I, That's I have so no, nerve wracking. So I have See, no, that, that alone yes. is giving me anxiety. So I have no idea what's happening. Right. Benji's yeah. hosting. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you just got to start the show, dude. Um, you know, we're just, we, it, don't say anything because I don't know if he's coming or not. Yeah. Um, and, but Benji was like, he's like, well, 
so maybe someone's coming tonight or maybe they're not, but we can't say because we don't know. Yeah. And then he like did his, you know, did a set and every comic bombed. Just everyone's bombing. Yeah. The whole crowd is just standing there staring at everyone waiting to find out if Hannibal's coming. Yeah. Nobody, they don't care about anyone. No one gets a laugh for like the whole show. And, uh, we're that's halfway. Ni- see, that's a nightmare. Yeah, it that's is a nightmare. Night- that's what I'm saying. Like, so we're halfway through the I'm show. How, we're like, halfway through yeah. the show. The crowd is so miserable and, uh, and it's just like, you know, yeah, you're just standing there feeling like shit. You're just like, well, yeah. I guess we'll just, at least this will be over eventually. Right. And, um, and so, I text him one more time and I'm like, Hey dude, uh, I just want to, if you're thinking about dropping in, we can make sure we stretch the show or whatever. Um, and then he like texts me back. I'm downstairs. Yeah. So I go downstairs and I was like, Oh, Hey man. Uh, you know, sorry for the text. I, I just, I didn't know for sure if you were coming and he's like, well, it would be weird if I didn't. And it's like, yeah, dude, it would be weird, but you're the fucking weirdest dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like one of the weirdest dudes out there. You're not normal at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't just like apply normal logic to sure. you. And, Was it uh, your first interaction with him? Yeah, I'd never met him before. Right. I never. He just texted me out of the blue, out of nowhere, and so I was like, okay, well, we got there's three comics left. I was like, you can go up immediately if you want. Um, or you can go last. And he's like, I'll go, I'll go last. And I was like, okay. I was like, you can, you know, it doesn't matter to me how much time you do. The show normally ends at, you know, 10 or whatever, but you can go as long as you want. Um, and he goes, you trying to ask me if I need a light? And I was like, do you want a light? He's like, no, I don't need a light. <laughs> and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, man. <laughs> Uh, Dude, all right. Segway. Do you know that uh, he had shows in San Diego? Like, have you heard the San Diego story about how he canceled a whole weekend after the first night? No, because the the manager um, did something, rubbed him the wrong way. So yeah. he's like, "How about this, man? Tell everybody I'm not doing the Saturday or Sunday show." And that was it. And like, and then the guy apologized, but he wouldn't do the show. So he's like, "What was he mad about?" Fuck! What was he? What? 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 I think it was like he Hannibal asked for something. They asked for like access to the projector or something. Something. Yeah. And they were like, "No, we usually have. Oh, we we usually have like the logo, our like comedy club logo in the backdrop." Yeah. They're like, "Dude, just uh-huh. fucking like let yeah. just turn that shit. Like we don't want it on or something like that." Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. No, but, and then he's like, "How about we don't do the show?" <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You can uh, you can do that kind of stuff when you get that famous. Dude, it's I know. A, it's I, whatever you want. I can't want. wait. I can't wait to like <laughs> send out a tweet and be like, it'd be weird if I don't come, Sean. <laughs> it'd be weird if I didn't. And like, yes, yes, it would be. But that would also be what I expect. Right, from right, you, right. Whatever right. the weirdest thing is. So, okay. So then uh, he's the last comic. All the comics bomb. He, everybody bombs. Even even like was Lafayette? Did he have a rough? Everyone set? bombed. It didn't matter what you said. No yeah. one was even because like, it's, it's standing. No, room everyone's only. just thinking about. That's Hannibal. What, you know what it's like that night that Chappelle was supposed to drop in. Remember that at yes, Big Hunt? Yes. That was so. Even Moshe Kasher dropped in, and he didn't really have. He was talking about oh, how like, he couldn't get over it, man. He like psychologically was fucked up from it. Really? Yeah, because he was like, 
It, because who's a very funny comic? No, no. I, but what fucked him up is that he's dropping into a, a small show, and he's a headliner, and so he would have been. He was headlining the DC Improv, yeah, so he would have been the that would have been the exciting like, part of the show. That right. would have been the special thing that happened on that show. Is that hey, Moshe Kasher's here? Isn't that cool? Right. He's been on all these TV shows. He's at the Improv. Uh, <laughs> and instead, the crowd was again packed out of control, just right. on a rumor that Chappelle might, might come, yeah. and that was, a, and that was like a rumor that I never talked to Chappelle. He ran into a comic on the street who yeah. who helped out at Big Hunt, and that comic told him about the show, and he said he might come to that comic. So he told a comic he might come by. Yeah, that was the only. That was all that happened. <laughs> Um, so it was like very like you know the whole time yeah so get, really let's, let's no finish idea. the Hannibal and then we'll get back to Chappelle so Hannibal so, goes up after after everyone bombing kills <laughs> they, he's funny man I was like I, I was kind of interested to see because you know when you talk to him in person and he has that personality the energy and then you, you're like How is you're this? like yeah yeah right you kind of forget you're like is this okay for stand up and you uh, but no, he was hilarious. I was laughing at his jokes. The whole crowd was laughing at his jokes. I don't know what he did, 20, 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. And uh, and then um, he was back downstairs after the show, and I was upstairs hanging out with comics. And, uh, you know, like after 15 minutes, like Hannibal comes walking over and is like, start, like, like just comes into our group and is like, starts talking. And he's like, man, I was downstairs talking to these girls, and they start tweeting about it while I'm talking to them and they tag me in it. I'm getting notifications from the girls that I'm talking to. And he's like, so I, I just walked away. So <laughs> he, he was just, he's just annoyed. He just gets annoyed wherever he goes, whatever's happening. He gets yeah, annoyed. He, he's like living in a nightmare and he just leaves. Yeah. Like if he doesn't like it, he just leaves. So that's the thing about him is that you, you know, he does whatever he wants and there's no, he does. There he is, is no control. He is it. known for doing weird shit though. He like true, that's, that's his thing. And then other, he's dropped in other times without telling me and he'll just show up with 10 minutes left in a show. The crowd's tired. There's only a handful of people. Right. And you know, it's like only okay. And it's like, well, if you told me ahead of time, like I would have, I would have made yeah. it so that it was good for you. But he does what he wants to do, so you, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. there's no there's nothing you do about it. Fast forward to the Moshe Kasher Dave Chappelle night. Yeah, so then Moshe was like, <laughs> so there's just an I'm like watching Moshe excitement on stage in the room, sweated out. Yeah, there's and he's a, just like, yeah, I guess I'm not. Dave, he's like mentioned Dave Chappelle's name. He said it a bunch of times. He said it, yeah, multiple times, uh, which I was avoiding having anybody say, say that it. on stage because. Yeah, we're creates. not trying to talk more about that. We don't know it's already, if that's happening. It's, it's already the elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But it was, yeah. I remember being there, excited to see Dave Chappelle. Like I was, I, oh, the word got out that like he's coming. Yeah, or but there's a good chance he's coming. I never thought there was a good chance he was coming. That's what there if, was. But there that, you there could was feel, just but, but a the chance. En- but the energy in the yeah. room, yeah, felt like that because of the. You could feel it. You, there was like this weird. Well, because a lot of time, like you know, most of the time. I won't say anything unless there's like a pretty good chance of it happening. Right. And that was one of those times where it was like, how did that rumor spread? Was it just that comic? And then everyone, all the other comics texted each other. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly. 
it was but i had to spread it a little bit yeah to get the room full right and i think i just said i think i just said we might have a special we might have a special drop in tonight uh like no promises or something like that yeah and so i had to say that to pack the room out so if he did come that it would be good and so that was just yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the trade-off that's that yeah it goes back to like do you want someone to drop like see i personally don't need that right now because that's too much anxiety for me no, obviously no. there was a time when i was probably like coming up like it'd be such a big deal and so cool to have now i'm like dude i just want to just go home yeah you know what i mean i don't want to like i've been and we don't have to say their names but there's people who we both know that are like superstars that like i don't want to be in the green room with them it's just too oh, intense yeah. we both know you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. And it's just like dude this is draining this is giving me exa- like this is not like fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and it's uh, like I respect your comedy. I think your comedy's great, uh, but it's also like I'd rather just hang out by the sound booth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It it can be too much. It can be too much. It's uh, even like comics I'm friends with. Yeah. Um, who you like? Yeah, who I like hanging out with. Sometimes, you know. It's just I'm just tired and I just yeah. need a break from it because hanging out with comics is can be very tiring draining. Yeah. Would you say you're an introvert? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm um, an introvert also. I don't know if you got that. I that did vibe. know that. Uh huh. You say that on stage, don't you? No, I don't. I don't ever talk about it. Oh, OK. Yeah. Well, because uh, on stage. You would almost assume I'm an extrovert. Based yeah, yeah, off you my do. Energy. Yes, yes, yeah, you do. Huh? I, I like kind of right. like walk on stage yelling all the time, and then uh, as soon as, and I've gotten myself in trouble like on dates where like they've expected me to be, be that guy, but then on oh. stage I'm like this guy. Oh like, yeah, like, I I think people are generally confused by comedians off stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They they uh, there is an expectation that that comics are going to be like. There are some guys who are always yes. like on. There are definitely people comics who are on all the time. I'm not one of the, I'm not right. one of those guys. If we're one on one, I might be able to keep it going, but if any, any other circumstances, I'm I'm gonna have to tap out. Yeah, definitely, and yeah. So, so yeah. there are, there are times when when comics are hanging out when I'll just kind of uh, you know go yeah. do something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because uh, just because I need a break from I just need a break from all the stimulation. I mean, so how do you handle? Uh, dealing with all the personalities and like egos and all that because you are at the at the top of as far as like dealing with the strongest personalities you know like a, like the Hannibals but even like on the lower level of headliners who are just like starting to get some stuff who are used to being accommodated like uh what's your way what's your if you have a trick or a, like a habit of like just this is how you, I this is how I approach it this is my philosophy when it comes to dealing with comics because this might be a good tool for other comics to use when they're dealing with people who they might be uncomfortable with in the green room or something like that because yeah. there's, there's this pressure to want to be like friends with them but it's also oh, definitely like, but then because you want to be liked but then it's also like is it worth it yeah it's tough i don't know if I, I don't think i have like a like a rule or or like a trick or anything for it yeah. i think it's just you know i think you have to use that skill no matter what career you're in, you got to, well, I guess any, any professional career where you got to climb a ladder. Right. Um, I've kept, I've done, I've done a complete 180 on my approach, my philosophy on it. What I, was your old philosophy? 
Well, coming up, I think we talked about this a little bit. I always try to be friends with all the headliners, thinking that that was going to be like my way of getting into like uh, career opportunities, you know. But now I'm like, uh, I'd rather just like not. Uh, I just try to keep it short and sweet, be mm-hmm. like funny on stage, shake their hands, be curt and like, like keep it moving. Yeah, I think. Yeah, the idea of like, I don't think it's a good plan to try to become famous by being friends with a famous person but there's definitely people who do that right yeah absolutely no <laughs> there's no people, I, oh, absolutely. There's, there's like headliners you meet that bring like features or like oh. yeah and i think it's like it's one thing if you start out thinking like that well if you start off if you start doing comedy with your friend and your friend becomes famous right and then you guys were always friends and you're still friends yeah and they want to bring you with them i think that's there's nothing wrong with that um, even though that can get very complicated, if you look at sure, some sure. of the, if you look at some of these guys, like they don't who they don't bring their close friends. If you can, you can like kind of see even if they have like podcasting. A lot of times, it's like there's a weird dynamic that yeah, as friends like it's bound, awkward. Like some weird boundaries. Yeah, know? it's tricky. It's very tricky because it's involves money. It involves your careers. Um, there's style of comp like the all way, kinds the of way, stuff, and it also like then it brings into who's in charge right like, right right is it are you guys equal friends or is one person the boss and the other person is working for them yeah um which are tough conversations i've absolutely. had to have, i've had to have some conversations like that not too uh recently just kind of like boundaries and like what it like you know this is how you know as far as friendship and comedy and all that stuff it's tough man it's tough balancing yeah it's very hard it's very tricky um and you know comedy there's a lot of friendships involved in comedy it's even weird to ask, even you yeah know. it's even weird to ask someone to open for me like hey dude you want to open it up like you know i don't want to oh be, really you feel like it's a i don't want to be disrespectful or like but it's almost like if you do ask a friend they have to also know that it's like uh like i just thought of i just want you know it would be nice for my friend to you know share share the stage with a friend on this night it's oh because like, it sounds like to me you are looking forward to the challenge of trying to follow this shit dude Mm. So good luck. Yeah. So thank you for the opportunity, but good luck following this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's see if anybody gives you that attitude. Yeah. I mean, so far it hasn't, but I'm sure who knows? There's gonna be all types of scenarios in the future like that, where like there's like that that mid, the feature act that's trying to like that's too like that's a little bit too hungry for his own good and tries to do too much, and you're like, all right. Well, I think that it. I think being a feature is very tough, um, in the sense that. Of course, it's the easiest slot to be in on the show. You don't have to open it. You don't have to close it. But you also get stuck as the feature for a very long time. You progress up. It takes a, it takes a long time to get to MC. Then right. you get to MC and, you know, it doesn't take that long to get to feature. But then you're a feature for a long time before yeah. you can headline. And... During the second half of that part, when you're featuring, you're over featuring and you want a headline and you want to have a career and you're tired of being broke. And so then you're kind of fighting to get that headlining spots. But they're they're hard to come by. And so then there's a lot of frustration in that in that group because it's a frustrating place to be. It's like you you've gotten good at comedy, but you haven't got to the place where you can 
live off of it. Yeah. That is a frustrating part when you're still trying to get like, uh, yeah, build your name up. I've had the, the, not the opposite problem, but I feel like sometimes headliners who are too similar, like who are kind of like similar to me, they were like, they're almost like they don't want me <laughs> featuring for them. Cause I, Oh, Oh yeah. Almost like, not like we're the same material, but almost like they can see that I'll, I'm on my way to becoming it. Like I, they can see it like, and they're like, eh, I'd, I'd rather, but in that sense, like what do you even need the feature spot for? That's what I mean. But like, but I'm a new, I'm a pretty new feature. I'm still pretty right. relatively new. So like yeah. people see me and they're like, Oh, I don't think I should have this. Well, my show. <laughs> I would, you, uh, I consider you to be, you're you're on a different path you're not on uh the traditional the traditional path right, yeah right, right, right. so and i'm talking about people that are on the tr- traditional stand-up only path yeah like industry waiting for the industry to give them opportunities and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah that's a tough path man very tough it's getting harder and harder i mean we could like end it on this topic because it seems to be a recurring theme throughout all podcasts that are related to stand-up as far as like the traditional route is becoming more and more I don't want to say obsolete, but it doesn't carry the same weight like it used to as far as TV credits. Comedy Central, TV shows, uh, network TV, sitcoms. It doesn't really translate to people coming to see you perform or even buying tickets. That's where things have, we've seen the biggest change in 2019 moving forward is like, who's the people who are, you know, people want to come see live perform stand up? It's usually people from podcasts now podcast social media those are those are kind of like the the new platforms that people are just digesting uh material you know what i mean it's not it's not like what it used to be where you see a sitcom you're like oh i like this sitcom i'm gonna go see this guy like no one even watches sitcoms like they used to yeah i think i think that yeah that's the direction that things are heading i think if you look at how things are right now i don't think that they are to that point yet where where podcasts are have superseded TV. I, I don't I don't think that's happened. I mean, if you look at I mean, it's it's almost it's not my maybe it's not all the way look there, at, but like tonight for look example. Look at DC Improv's lineup. Dude, I'll tell you, DC Improv, guess who's a sold out show tonight? Uh huh. Jared Freed with the podcast. Tuesday sold it out like three days ago or something like that. Yeah, who's this weekend? Who's doing six shows? Uh I think Witherspoon. Classic yeah. Legend, yeah, yeah, legend, legendary. legendary you know, yeah, if you look at their weekend it. headliners, yeah, you're right. But and, I, you, and, I, and you look at how many of those are podcast people, no, how many of those people are on TV. And no, movies. I agree, I agree. And I, I, in my opinion, obviously, like the improv is like, uh, you know, that's my home club, and uh, I love those guys. But I think you're going to see an update of their roster very soon. No, no, I, I, it's going to be, yeah, yeah. I, I, t- I agree 100 percent that that's the direction like they going. should have. Theo Vaughn, Santino, Bobby, Lee. like they should have like these podcast guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's still that's like four guys, right, right, right. But there's so many, there's so many people with like great podcasts that are great at stand up that I think can pack out six seven. Who? All the people I mentioned, Bert Kreischer, who I think does weekends there. If not, uh-huh. uh, you know, um, let me see who else on the LA. You know, Andrew Schultz, who's there next weekend, right? Andrew you Schultz I mean? and and Rogan, and then okay, so there's that group of people that are all in LA that all do that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then, what about what else? I mean, there's definitely a new up and coming group of people with podcast followings. Yeah, you know, no, no. I, I mean, I I understand that. I but the point that I'm making is, is that it's not all. It's not there yet. 
it's the very beginning of it. Yeah. This is the very beginning of it. It's just last year was like clubs were starting to wake up to it. Right. This year they get it. Yeah. And yeah. you're they're getting more, more dates. Yeah, you're seeing more Instagram guys. But if you look at the weekends, most of those people are not podcast people. Right. And Burt Kreischer was at DC Improv before he was a podcast guy. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. So, and I mean, he's really, the podcast has, has vaulted him out of DC Improv. Yeah, he's a theater guy now, I think. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how things go. Moving. Have you seen that with uh, Big Hunt? Like bigger, you know, faster sales with some of these guys with like social media followings? Or is it still like... I don't really, I, I, I don't... Keep keep track of that stuff? Mm, no, I would just would say that I don't really book anybody with like a huge following other yeah. than Stavros really. Yeah. Um and uh so yeah, so I, I that's not like that's not really gonna come into play at Big Hunt very much. Yeah. But I do but I, I do agree that that is that is a future. And I think it you know, nobody knows what's going to happen but it certainly seems like that's that's where everything's going yeah you know i still if you don't have one of those top you know super popular podcasts yeah being in tv and movies you can make a lot of money still well just so you it, know the overachievers podcast is about to blow the fuck up i th- i think it is dude. it is dude no it's i'm excited man to all the listeners it's kind of cool I, I can't wait till i get to like when i'm like when i get my apartment in la and set up the the, the youtube i've been talking about this yeah the listeners know they're probably annoyed by it like all right just fucking do it just shut up about it but dude once once i start it's gonna be some really cool guests we're gonna have some really cool la people yeah it's good i mean it's it's you're great. cool too sean i don't want to make it seem like you're not cool i you're don't very, you're very cool i take no offense to it but uh, I already I have a podcast with cool guests on it. Yeah, already, yeah, yeah. yeah. Check out check. It. You want to? Can we plug yours? And then we uh, yeah. Let's plug it, dude. Let's plug. Uh, the, so you know the overachievers. Here, here's the thing about you gotta know about the overachiever army. We're very loyal people. All right. <laughs> once they once they like like something, they're they're loyal to the end. They'll follow you. They'll DM so you. Don't give them bad ideas. No, no. Just I just want you to know what I'm handing off. You know these guys are these guys and gals are very nice. They're supportive. They. They keep my spirits up sometimes. They're like, hey, uh-huh. we liked your episode. Keep going. Uh-huh. We're, just so you know, we're not comics. Because I always say like, oh, I only think comics listen to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they get annoyed by that. So they always message me like, hey, we're not comics. We're we're just regular, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're cool people. I'm like, all right. So <clears throat> check out Sean's podcast. It's the Underground Comedy Podcast. I was on it. That was a really good episode. I'm biased. But I thought like, our, you know. Yeah, you can hear Martin's Martin's. Yeah, I like talked a lot about my story, sto- unspoken, yeah. a lot of unspoken things on that one. That was kind of cool. And uh, yeah, he has great guests. I listen to it all the time. I'm I'm like a quarter through Tim Miller's uh, yeah. episode, so I, I can't wait to get to that. We that was the we recorded that last night and then put it out last night. That's the that's the first time I ever put it out like a you, couple you, hours after recording yeah, it. You needed something quick. Well, we we planned it. Normally, I record on Saturday and put it out on Monday, but yeah. we planned it. Tim's schedule. We did it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, but check out Sean's podcast. Uh, check out his shows. Uh, all his live shows are where do you go? Underground Comedy DC dot com. Boom. 
check it out. Uh, Big Hunt. I think I'm there this weekend. I'm there Wednesday through Thursday. Yeah, you're there. Oh, yeah. Wednesday, Wednesday through Saturday at yeah, least because yeah. you're there for Yamanika. I'm featuring for Yamanika. I, I was kind of hinting at that. I wasn't sure if it was confirmed. but Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. So, yeah, I'm featuring for Yamanika Saunders uh, Friday and Saturday. If you uh, So, just to, like, you know, just re restate the following shows because they're very important to me. August, tomorrow, August 7th at the DC Improv, the Overachievers. Uh, August 20th at the LA Comedy Store. Uh, I'm headlining the DC Improv in December and New York, August 28th. I'm at Caroline's. I'm competing for New York's uh, funniest. And if you want to see me at the stand, I'm at the stand August 27th and I'm doing Funny Moms, Stavros's show with the Cometown Boys, August 26th. Uh, you've been listening to the Overachievers podcast. I'm your host, Martin Amini. Thanks for listening. Peace. <laughs>